0: Welcome to Hidden in Medicine podcast where we showcase initiatives and stories of healthcare professionals and pre-health students from underrepresented communities. I'm your host Terawati Chowri, and this is season one called Life Amidst a Pandemic. In this season we talk to BXCHL members about how this COVID-19 pandemic has affected their life. This episode will be roughly divided into three parts, starting with how their academic life has been affected, followed by how their work life has been impacted by the coronavirus, and finally discussing how their general life has changed and what they envision moving forward. So today we have McAnnie Telemach. Today she will be sharing her story with us So, McAnnie, we're going to start by, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Hello, thank you for having me. Um, This opportunity has brought me immense pleasure, and I just want to say thank you for that. So, yes, I'm McAnnie, and I'm currently a pre-med student, and I'm attending Lehman College, where I major in biochemistry and philosophy um, biochemistry because my dream is one day become a medical professional specifically a physician and philosophy because I've always liked knowing what goes on in our mind why we think the way we think what we do on a daily basis and why we do what we do you know so being able to critically think and analyze thing has always been one of my passions. I do enjoy being immersed in a really good book. At present, I'm reading this book called The Keeper of Lost Things. I enjoy singing and dancing, although I'm not very good at it. So yeah, this is my final semester at Lehman College. Um, Last semester would have been my last, but I decided to turn my minor into a major. So this is my opportunity to actually do the thing that, um, pleases my passion, um, in combination to, um, pleasing my career path and my career interest. Um, I am from an island called Dominica which is sometimes get mixed up with Dominica
0: Republic but I'm from the Commonwealth of Dominica okay um can you share a little bit about how the coronavirus has um, impacted your school life
1: okay so classes remotely it has been a very very big um impact um in that my professor um first like there are things that he had to navigate and learn himself and we also had to learn these things um some classes like the class that I'm doing right now um logic that's a class where you for me I'm more of a visual learner and and it was very, that one-on-one interaction was integral in my success. I'm not saying that, like, I'm not doing very well. However, at times I tend to miss deadlines and, Um, <laughs> in comparison to where I had that physical push. And I know that I had to be at school at a specific time. Now I'm home. Mm-hmm. you know, our environmental factors, especially living in New York, where we live in. A lot of us live in a closed space. So, um, for me, that has been a challenge. I also have a younger sister who I have to help homeschool. So, the work for me has increased. And every program that I'm involved in is virtual. So, so in that respect, you know, there are challenges that arise.
0: I definitely agree with that. We now more than ever, we're evolving as a human race. And it's really incredible to see that we are able to um, just change with whatever setbacks we're faced with, which is incredible, honestly. So are your um, professors a little bit more lenient with deadlines?
1: Yes, the professors are definitely more lenient with deadlines, and they do take in consideration that we have families and, you know, the setting is not really always an academic settings. We don't have the opportunity to go to the library as we used to and, you know, devote certain hours to studying. So my professors, I, I must admit, they have worked with us. They have worked with me specifically. Um, I even had one professor give me their personal number so I could call if I had questions about certain um, issues within the classroom.
0: So um, are you planning any, like, summer internships, or has your plans changed for the summer?
1: My plan was to study for the MCAT and kind of self-isolate, but now I do not even know I do not even have a plan, but so my plan is honestly just surviving and you know being there for my family because every day we're impacted different differently. some days are better than some in terms of mental health, and that's that's one thing that we have to consider.
0: Are you studying differently now that um that we're going through the pandemic like what is your study schedule like i know you um, mentioned earlier that you're basically taking exams at your own leisure um what else are you doing differently
1: i am studying less (laughs) Um, (laughs) my night is my day and my day is my night
0: Ah, I see. So it's like a reverse.
1: Yeah, that's what's different. Um, In the day, everybody's awake, and it can get a little loud. So Mm -hmm. doing um, academics is tedious in the day. I only do the things that I need to do in the day. However, in the night, if I need to read over something... And I only read the necessary things, sadly. Um, that's when I do it, in the night. Be, and I spend all... Like, I fall asleep at 4 o'clock every morning. So what is a sleep pattern? I do not know. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so
0: that's oh, what's wow. happening to me. <laughs> There's a lot of people that are really adjusting to um, doing the same thing what you're doing basically um being up at in the day or sleeping in the day because their family is up and then they do their schoolwork mostly during the night so i've heard that a lot do you think that people can take more classes now that um you guys are doing classes online and you don't have to commute um it depends on the
1: person and their learning styles Because at the end of the day, some of us need that one-on-one interaction. Some of us need the video um, classrooms, YouTube classrooms, Khan Academy. And some of us could just read it and we get A's. So it depends on the learning style if we're thinking about the entire education population. Um, Now, this situation opens rooms for people who can get tutors, you know, like Zoom tutors and stuff like that. Can we afford it? Is another question that we could place for. Commuting is one thing, but it's it goes beyond commuting. If you think about commuting, in New York City, we have a lot of access to the um, train station. Um, whereas we pay $2.75 to take the bus, go to school, and come back home, so to pay a tutor is $50 and above depending on the subject. Yep. That's in addition to your your tuition. There it's it's more than just commuting. It goes beyond that. It goes beyond your financial abilities. It goes to your learning styles. Um it goes with your environmental factors. Given that we live in such close spaces, mental health, because a lot of us are overwhelmed, especially the people who were taking five, six, seven classes. And this semester, I'm only doing two classes, but I can only imagine. I I hear my friends complaining, you know, because they wanted to finish, you know, taking seven classes. Prior to now, you know, there was some form of organization and a lot of us minorities, we, we live in extended families. And extended families mean a two bedroom house, seven people, eight people, you know and is is it conducive? so I really do not think that more classes are going to help in an online situation for for people in these type of environments with these type of um limitations,
0: yeah. That's another perspective on it. Yeah, and
1: who have more space, you know. Your worldview is different, and it boils down at the end of the day to the individual and what they can handle, given those factors.
0: Okay. Do you have any um, tips for studying at home? What I can say
1: is that be persistent and don't give up, you know. It's it's all in our mind. It's all in what do we want in the end. The greatest tip is to remember your why. What is the reason why I am doing this? And in terms of physical th- tips, work in the night when everybody's asleep. When everybody's asleep, then you can find your peace. Remember why you pushing.
0: Yeah, definitely. I feel like... um Sometimes, like when obstacles come our way, we can lose sight of the why and why we're doing this and why we're going through this hard time. And sometimes we need to remind ourselves or have constant um, images or vision boards that can implant those. Well, for for me, I remember
1: my why. Sometimes um, when it gets overwhelming, and I I tend to sort of forget my why, I write it down. I write it down till I feel better. Can you imagine how much scrap paper I have at home now in this pandemic? Yeah, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I write, I write, write, write until till it makes sense.
0: Do you have a few words of encouragement for um, your fellow pre-health students?
1: Don't give up. You know the the road to success is never really straight. There is no straight path to reaching your goal, and this is one of the turns in in the road. There, you know, you ever rode on the road at on the street, and there are speed bumps, and there are potholes, and there are deer and animals in the street, and sometimes you tend to lose you lose your way. On that path, this is one of those situations where we have a pothole. But a pothole does not necessarily mean that your vehicle is destroyed. It doesn't necessarily mean that you can't fix whatever is not good. What it means is that there is there is something that we need to patch up, or we need to break down and rebuild. And that's what we're in the process of doing. And as a pre-health student, we are that body that can build back what we've destroyed or what has been destroyed. And the onus is upon us to right now, learn through our environment, learn through reading, educating ourselves and pushing ourselves to excel. Because our path is what is going to choose whether we are a better health professional. So becoming a health professional, you no day is the same. You know there will always be something that diverts you from from your goal. You know there are medical mysteries, and this is a mystery. So this should only push us to to do more push us to try to figure out hey i, yep. I have to do this
0: so mm-hmm. that
1: is my advice no road the road to success isn't straight but the road to success is doable
0: um can you share with us how do you feel that field of um medicine is being affected at this time
1: it is being highly affected because As a pharmacy technician, it is hard to not interact with the people that we're helping. Um, A lot of times they come and they ask questions just as they would ask a doctor. Um, So that field is being affected greatly. Um, During this period, I was job searching at the time and I did get jobs and very good paying jobs. By that but I was scared to go back so I know that they are suffering in terms of people employees um, there is a limited of employees the ones that are willing to work are being overworked just like every um, doctor like every nurse every essential worker the farm phar- pharmacy technicians pharmacists are are feeling the same pain and every time we find out that you know we're not we don't find out at the same time as doctors but sometimes the family will come in and say a patient has died can you imagine a pharmacy technician and you know you just don't see a patient show up and they come every day at two (laughs) o'clock for their medications but you don't see them show up and nobody's picking up their medications. You're doing the routine call and then you find out they have died. So it's it's an emotional wreck. I feel like the journey for for healthcare workers is an emotional wreck right now. And just like we're focusing on we're focusing on finding the cure, finding the reason. For this illness, we also have to focus on our mental health. People who are people who are surviving this are not gonna be the same after this pandemic.
0: yep, I think so too um i I wanted to speak about you did mention that you were planning on going back to work and you were getting like potential job offers so what? Um, stopped you from taking those offers? Was it um, the virus?
1: Honestly, I'm not scared of the virus. But at the same time, I live in a small household. And with a mother who has underlying medical conditions, a younger sister, um, though... Well, Though I may not get sick, or I may be asymptomatic if I do get sick, it might be different for them. And I would not want to be the one to cause harm to my family. So that has been one of my biggest hindrances during this time.
0: Okay. So, not um being able to work during this time, how has it have an impact on your financial status
1: right now the financial my financial status is horrible um my mom a, my mom got laid off my stepdad got laid off i don't work so it's horrible um but we have to we have to be wise in how we use our resources.
0: Do you know anyone that's um currently working in the healthcare field?
1: Yes, I have cousins um, friends, former employees. I know a lot of people who currently working in the healthcare people, people who've also been diagnosed with COVID. I have people who I know people who died sadly.
0: Do you have a few words of encouragement for them or for anyone that's currently going through it?
1: Hang tight. We can do this.
0: Yep. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so now we're going to switch gears a little bit. We're going to speak about your general life. How do you think the federal government is responding to this um, situation?
1: There is no right way in responding to it. Because nobody ever anticipated it being the way that it is. How are they managing I never really looked at it from that perspective, um,
0: okay.
1: but I do think that they should focus on the mental health of the healthcare workers and they should be a stronger backbone for the healthcare workers. They should provide the necessary equipment that they need to protect themselves and to protect their families. Because if you don't take care of these people. Who are saving our population. Then we're just going to be in a ditch. They need to rely. On the people who know about. Diseases. And who know about viruses. And who, who have spent years studying. To give them the information. And to assist them. On their path. That's what. That's what I think the federal government should do, be the backbone.
0: So I see that mental health is a um, passion for you. How how can the government provide support for healthcare workers, um, mental health support for healthcare workers? It starts with
1: protective equipment. If you have protective equipment, you are more comfortable in approaching the situation that's in terms of physical employing psychologists, you know, to help them declutter and you know, someone to talk to. So they, that decluttering can happen, you know, through social media. We can use zoom and I can, just like we're speaking right now, you can speak to someone who can help you. Um, allowing it to be free for them you know so that they they don't even have to think about the burden of paying for it um if it was more accessible so create a Mm -hmm. system in which it it becomes mandatory create an avenue in which they can seek um psychological assistance and so that they can declutter to be able to Feel anew when they approach new situations. I think that I think that they they can educate us. You know, the people who are willing to become healthcare workers, mental healthcare workers. If we're well educated, they they provide that for us. Maybe at a cheaper price, or maybe even free. Um, you know, then that we'll have a higher population of people who can help the people who are helping those with coronavirus, but yeah, educate a generation of psychologists.
0: Definitely a good idea. I know you mentioned our healthcare workers um, having to seek um, psychotherapy. Do you feel like there's going to be a... higher rate of, um, mental health illness after this pandemic, because we have families that are dealing with loss. That's one we have families that are not able to say goodbye to their loved ones, not even able to see the body. And that alone can take a toll. Do you feel like, um, our mental health, um, Ratings are going to be higher after this pandemic.
1: Yes, it's going to be exponential, sadly. Being that one, providers of the families, some of them are dead. Two, some children are going to be left orphans. Three, a lot of people have lost their jobs. Students are gonna be years behind academically. Teachers are gonna see some of their students coming back abused. It's a lot. Healthcare workers are gonna see, they're seeing so many deaths that their lives could never be the same again. Their worldview will never be the same again. It's not just America. It's not just China. It's not just Italy. It's the whole world. But we, we can rely on each other. Though we are six feet apart, we we still need each other. Simple things as I love you or I care. These simple things are going to be our healing right now. And so, yes, I do think that a lot of people are going to need the necessary mental health checkups and the mental break after this. It's a lot.
0: Yep, we do. We do. Definitely. So I know that the government, they officially sent out stimulus check. Um, do you feel like it's going to be effective for families that really need it? Every little is something. And
1: it's more helpful to some than others, depending on your financial status, your situation. So, yes, it's impactful. But what happens next month? And what happens... The month after that, some people like mine was finished by the time we got there. I I figured out it was there by eight o'clock, by 10 o'clock when I paid my bills, assisted my mom. We have my, my parents haven't received theirs yet. But by the time I was done doing all of that and prioritizing the home, because right now whatever you have is not just for you, it's for the home. A $1,200 sadly fe- felt like I got a dollar as a child and I bought two popcorns. And the ice pop but it's our new reality and so do i think that the the 1200 was impactful yes do i think that it's sufficient to to sustain us within this period of time i'm not even sure because like i said mine was done by nine (laughs) o'clock
0: thank you for sharing that um just to lighten up the mood a little bit, I would like to know if you started any new hobbies, anything different than you're usually um, used to doing. For me right now, the, my greatest,
1: I haven't started anything new. And people are saying, oh, if you don't come out of this with a new talent, or if you don't come out of this um, with a job or being self-employed, then, you know. You haven't really done anything. <laughs> but for me, I am creating a bond with my family that I never had before. And I'm getting to learn my younger sister. Oh my gosh, 11-year-olds, they say a lot of things and you never, <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's going to And I didn't know all of that. Before. I knew she talked a lot, but I didn't know that so much was coming from her mouth. Because... I was so busy I was busy all the time (laughs) I wasn't everything but now I'm just taking this opportunity to learn about the people who I call family um I've cooked a lot so I probably gained like a lot of pounds but that's okay um I've cooked a lot um I make pastries and our local foods and dishes
0: can you share one of those local dishes that you've been making fish
1: and coconut sauce so we call creole sauce um um so you fry Ah. the fish um, of your choice and you make that creole sauce you know you saute your onions and you got your coconut milk. So rather than using the one in the can, you know, we got the coconut and we grated it and we put it to settle and we take the cream off. And yeah, so I did that um, with seasonings um, that my mom made and blended. Um, so there, there was that. That's one of them that I really like. I really, really love. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's what I've been doing during this period of time. Just taking the time out to spend with my family and learn them and enjoy their their likes with them. Play Uno. Um, go outside and do some skipping.
0: <laughs> it's been a long time, right? Yeah, I was like, whoa! I was
1: like, whoa! I didn't realize it was so hard. <laughs> so we started skipping. Um, I play hand games with my sister. She doesn't. She doesn't even know how to skip, and I was. Up. I'm like, what? You didn't know how to skip? And I realized that she missed out on everything that I did growing up because I grew up in the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that she mm-hmm. didn't know, so I had to teach her all the hand games. And you know when we do the clapping and all of that, um I taught her how to skip right now. she doesn't even ask for permission to use the stove. She uses it by herself and to me that's a that's a form of growth and that's a form of knowledge that's different from the academic setting you know and and that brings me immense pleasure like so like I'm, it, it, yeah. it, it's so exciting you know like the I don't know. My sister leaves me all all the time. <laughs> I hope she's she hearing this. That you know, if I was as smart as her at eleven years old, I would, I would be on new levels. <laughs> that, that's my excitement. that's my hobby right now. Just just spending that time with the family and learning them and exchanging ideas and doing things together. It it it's. It's beautiful.
0: So as a pre-health student who will eventually be on the front lines of a pandemic like this, maybe in the future, how have you been helping in alleviating this pandemic? I've been calling the people um, around me
1: who are healthcare workers I'm also in AmeriCorps Jumpstart. And so what I'm going to start doing is doing stories for the pre-K students of my class. Although I did not start doing the classroom work, but now it gives me an opportunity to to create sight words and all of that. And I think that that would be very helpful. What I've done so far is staying indoors and indirectly or directly calling my family, um, my friends acquaintances who are healthcare workers and just checking in or just allow them to declutter and tell me about their day and the experiences that they had and the highs and the lows and I'm okay with that I love being that, that person um, to be able to help alleviate some of the burdens upon them
0: Thank you um, Do you have any final thoughts for the episode? Um
1: yeah, so I feel like it has been a wonderful experience, and we shouldn't stop. No telling that, you know, this is going to help people and in a way that we won't even be able to understand. So practice social distancing, check on your loved ones, and enjoy the time with your family. Learn about the ones that you live with. Don't be a stranger to your family. And write, write your emotions. Use art, express yourself, sing, dance. Do whatever you love to do in this period. Um, you never know, if you put it out there on social media, maybe you might help somebody too. Just within this hard time, find your joy and stick to your joy. There's no right way to make yourself feel better. Whatever makes you feel better right now, just stick to it.
0: Okay, thank you so much, Mekhani, for sharing your story. I'm definitely honored to have the opportunity to listen to you. Um, Thank you again. Thank you for having me. And I did enjoy it. That is it for Episode 3 of Hidden in Medicine Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share this with one of your friends to stay updated on our future episodes and release dates. Find us on Instagram at hidden in medicine. Stay safe and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you.